0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into this episode, this week's episode of the Cash It Podcast. We're a day late, but uh, what are you going to do? The FSGA conference pulled me away. I'm Howard Bender, by the way. I got myself uh, a little Adam Ronis here on the side, and uh, well, we're, we're we're back at it. Lots going on this week. You know, the NBA Finals closed out. Major League Baseball is uh, obviously you know, continuing. There's some exciting stuff to talk about there. And then at, over at Fantasy Alarm, we just launched the start of our uh, 2023 Fantasy Football Draft Guide, a living draft guide. You guys know what that's all about. The living draft guide. We've got the uh, the release right now. Sleepers, busts, rookies. Uh, rankings are posted there's all sorts of strategy articles uh, depending on you know on what your league is so there's lots of stuff going on over there uh, at fantasy alarm if you have not gotten yourself a if you're not a subscriber and you haven't gotten yourself a, a a copy of this draft guide or you're not ready to take it take us for a free spin go there's a 7 day free trial just go to fantasyalarm.com Slash draft guide. And that'll bring you to the uh, to the draft guide homepage. You can click on that beautiful welcome letter in the front, little message from yours truly, and then get yourself in on this seven day free trial. Check out the guide, or at least the, what's what's out there. Um, check out some of the stuff that we've got for this weekend for uh, MLB and for DFS and betting content and, uh, and and you'll be happy. Trust me, You'll be happy. Uh, that you did and if you subscribe well that's the easiest way to go about it because the draft guide comes with the all pro subscription uh, i'll throw it to you fantasyalarmcom fantasyalarmcom slash howard and use that promo code howard for 50 percent off your first six months so that stuff's out of the way let's get to what's going on let's bring him in here my man adam ronis what's going on dude it's a world without basketball for you right now how are you coping
1: yeah, it's very weird because I've been used to having basketball almost every day for a while now, and that is not the case anymore. So just a uh, heavy focus on uh, baseball right now, uh, football prep. So, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now, and it's the summer as well, or close to it. It hasn't been the summer weather here yet, only a couple days here on the East Coast. It's been like, you know, in the 70s, which is nice, but – Uh, Still waiting for that real summer weather to hit.
0: Um, You know what? Anytime it's above 65 degrees, it feels like summer to me, so... Um, I, I don't know. Are, you, you don't strike me as a beach guy, though. Oh, I oh, I am, bro. I already went once um, on the
1: Jersey Shore. I love the Jersey Shore, man. Just it's so different. You know, I'm used to growing up in New York, where it's like, Jones Beach, Coney Island, Far Rockaway, and it's just the beach. There's nothing much there. You know, here in Jersey, you have got like restaurants and a nice boardwalk. I love it, man. I just like to to chill out, lay out in the sun, get some good stuff to eat. You know, there's a nice restaurant I go to at the end of the day. So, yeah, I make it like – but I'm not one of these people who goes to the beach early. You know, people get there 8, 9 a.m. Fuck that. I get there like <laughs> – I get there like 1, 2 o'clock, bro. Like people are leaving. I'm getting there. It's just – you don't hit as much traffic and, you know, I get there, get something to eat, lay out in the sun for a few hours, and then uh, eat some uh, good seafood uh, before I head back. And then, you know, this way you leave around – eight like seven eight o'clock you don't hit any traffic so that's the big thing i hate fucking traffic and i'm so glad that i'm not in new york anymore every time i go to new york bro the traffic is fucking horrendous man i had to take someone to the airport uh to get there at two and it took like two hours to get uh jersey by MetLife to fucking jfk it's just it's horrendous, man. And that's not even mileage wise. It's not far. It's just I know the traffic in California or specifically, I guess, L.A. Everyone tells me about it. I've never been out there. They always say that's the worst. So I guess that's the case. But New York is just fucking horrendous, too. And now they have these uh, they have these camera lights now that if you go above 25 miles per hour, you get a ticket.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dude, it is horrendous. And then my friend sent me something the other day saying that they they might lower it to 20. So, I mean, obviously they give you like uh, – I don't know if they do it – it, it 20, it's 25, but obviously they give you like a little grace. I don't know if it's 35 where they ticket you. But like my mom, she doesn't drive anymore, but she did, and she does not speed at all, and she got one. She was going 38 in a 25, and she got hit with
0: one. I mean it,
1: it's horrendous, man. You, you know, it's, I got one – a few months back too. And, um, I do have like the app up. So it will tell you, you know, speed trap ahead. But I guess in that case, I either was, it was probably a, a, going really slow. And I said, uh, I got to move a little bit. And I got hit with one. So that's, yeah, it's horrendous out there in New York. I am just glad that I don't have to drive there as much anymore.
0: You were probably like listening to the Mets game on the radio and you were fully engrossed in a, in a Dan Vogelbach at bat. And you probably just, you know, Got yourself all so enraged that you just couldn't even think straight. So you probably didn't see the that the speed trap warning for you, right? Probably, yeah. I got distracted. <laughs> I'm like, this fucking team. Dude, he hasn't played I haven't seen Vogelbach in a lineup in 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 a long time yeah, now. Did here. you see
1: what they said? They're no, what they a- say? They said we're we're
0: fucking- just we're holding <laughs> out hope for Luke Voigt.
1: <laughs> they're giving him a mental break. They're trying to get him back on track. I'm like, can you just fucking cut the guy? Like, what has he done to like
0: deserve this shit? I don't get it. I, listen, he hasn't done anything. I'm glad that they're they're sitting him. I don't, you know, I mean, the, the mental break for for Vogelbach. I don't know. I mean, listen, you guys did sign Luke Voigt, and I'm I guess he's uh, just kind of getting his bearings in the uh, in, in in the uh, in, in the minors right now. I'm I'm not really hundred percent sure. Um, you know why I have to see Vientos batting ninth with his 178 batting average playing first base for you guys.
1: Again, they don't give him a chance to play every day. You can't, you cannot get into a rhythm. Again, I don't know why he's up. If you're not going to play him, just put him down in the minor leagues. I mean, yeah. Alonso's hurt, and he still can't get every day playing time. So, I mean, okay, he played June 14th, June 11th, the 9th, the 8th, the 4th, the 2nd. I mean, there's just no consistency there. I don't know how you expect him to get into a rhythm when he's not playing. Again, I to really judge him, give him two full weeks of everyday playing time, and if he continues to suck, all right, fine. But you know, you can't get into a rhythm when you're playing. You don't know you're playing every few days, and then and then the one game you play him, who do you put him against? Garrett Cole. Yeah, good job. Really, to, way to evaluate him against one of the best pitchers <laughs> in baseball. Smart
0: fucking move. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I, we won't spend too much time on the Mets unless, we, oh, well, really? unless people love it's hearing so me much fuck much it. Fun. Here's the thing about the Mets that really <laughs> infuriates me more than anything else, besides the losing. They uh-huh. are they are such a flawed fundamental team right now, and I don't know what happened. Last year, they were smart. They did all the little things right. This year, it's the complete opposite. It's just so bad from allowing kiner Falefa to steal home on Wednesday, to Brandon Nimmo getting, after singling with the bases loaded, gets thrown out trying to get back to second base because he was way b- uh, past second base thinking Vientos was going to score. That ball was rocketed. How could Vientos score on that? It was rocketed to left, and the left fielder was shallow when he fielded it. There was no way Vientos was going to score. So this team just does dumb things, man. Just dumb things. It's it's it is one of those years where everything goes wrong. It can. Jeff McNeil got called for a violation of the shift. Like I haven't even seen <laughs> that this year.
0: Have you just seen just mental mistakes, it dude? But and he
1: was, but he was barely over the bag, and the second baseman didn't call it. Second base umpire didn't call it. The home plate umpire did. And I haven't seen it called anywhere else this year. Have you?
0: No, I actually I don't think I've I, I haven't seen a single shift violation yeah. call.
1: That's the first one that I know of. Maybe it's happened and I missed it or, but I I would figure someone would mention it somewhere on social media or would pop up in an article. I haven't seen it. I've seen a lot of uh, pitch clock violations. I mean, it happens kind of consistently at this point. Um, I seen it happen to, I think Nimmo the other day on a strike three, but that's the one thing that infuriates me about the Mets. They just are so such a bad fundamental team right now. And they just find ways to lose it doesn't matter like the brave series they had a three-run lead in each game they lost so you can't blame the offense that series max scherzer it's fucking garbage man this guy ain't <laughs> earning his money at all you have a 5-1 lead against the yankees man and you can't make it out of the fifth come on man and then the game before against the braves every big spot this guy's been in as a met he has flopped so i'm sick of his ass too so they just find ways to lose, man. I'm surprised they beat the Yankees on Wednesday. I thought they were going to lose that game.
0: Um, I thought they were going to lose that game, too. I figured, you know, it was uh, – I, I thought I, – I woke up this morning after, you know, thinking about it. I was like, man, that's just, you know, it was just a terrible way to lose that game yesterday. But at least it'll put Adam in, in some respectable good mood Not really. here. Not really. <laughs> I mean – I just, I think no this, basketball, the Mets suck. What, what else is going on? Man? It's just, they're just a bad <laughs> team, man. Like,
1: like you gotta be realistic here. You know, this is just not a good baseball team. I don't know what's, I guess part of it is Scherzer and Verlander. If they're not going to be good. And I don't know if Verlander pitched better uh, on Wednesday against the Yankees, but if they're not going to be good, they're fucked. Uh, we are, I already knew the lineup had flaws going into the year. I said, they didn't do anything to bolster the lineup. Uh, you know, Francisco Alvarez has been a bright spot,
0: you know, he's been great, dude. Let's, yeah. let's face facts now that he's gotten that, uh, the, the work, I mean, that's, that's immediate contention for rookie of the year. I mean, I, I know you got Corbin Carroll over there in the NL and I know that you've got Jordan Walker who has been, uh, on, you know, he's he, <clears throat> sitting on a, on an eight or a nine game hitting streak right now. So there's stuff happening there, but Carroll's I mean, at least, I think- at least Alvarez is, uh, is, is delivering for you.
1: Yeah, um, I think Carroll's pretty much a lock if he doesn't get hurt. I don't see how he doesn't win it. I know things can change. I know Ellie De La Cruz, obviously, I think the sports books did that because, again, they don't want a big liability. He was the talk uh, pretty much as soon as he came up and he's delivered. So he immediately went to second in the NL Rookie of the Year. And it was like, wait, what? But they don't want it to be a liability. So I'm looking now. Yeah, so it's Corbin Carroll minus three thirty on DK, Ellie De La Cruz plus six hundred, Francisco Alvarez plus twenty five hundred, Bobby Miller who's been phenomenal plus twenty five hundred, Yuri Perez plus four thousand. Um, yeah, Jordan Walker's not he's plus seventy five hundred. Yeah, but yeah, which it's, is it's, which is great.
0: I might I, I would sprinkle a little something there on uh, on Walker plus. You 7, know what though? So let me okay. You,
1: I know I'm a Mets fan so maybe uh-huh. so maybe my and I try to be objective as possible but who is the bigger disappointment this year the Mets or the Cardinals
0: Oh easily the Cardinals okay I mean Eas- easily Is it easily though the Mets have the highest payroll They're ten- you know what I mean listen the, the days of of worrying about who's got the higher payroll I mean that's not I mean we we've seen this now we've seen high payroll teams not deliver I I you know I think you know when you're when you're looking at what's going on with the with the Mets. I mean, I think that there's definitely a you know there's there's some sort of an issue. Ironically, both teams having trouble with their managers. That's that's the interesting thing right there. But I have more confidence in in Buck Showalter putting things together. I you know listen, Pete Alonso, Scherzer, Verlander. I mean, you know those you know, we were we were expecting more out of those guys. That's definitely disappointing. But when you know when you look at the rest of the lineup. I mean, okay, Lindor's really disappointing.
1: Yeah, the home runs are there, but the average isn't.
0: Yeah, batting average is terrible. But the rest of the team, man, I mean, there's not, you know, I mean, now Alvarez is is playing well, but there's still a lot of uh, a lot of holes around that uh, that team, that I think are, you know, the same way with the Cardinals. I mean, come on, you got Goldie and Arenado. I mean, you know what it is for the Cardinals? Their, their pitching, pitching is just but
1: terrible. yeah. I mean, their pitching is terrible. just not good. But Matt, good dude. This team, man, and the Mets play the Cardinals this weekend. You talk about a, a disastrous teams. Like someone's got to win those games. Oh, that's gonna go be fun. Um, but I was watching the Cardinals on Wednesday afternoon, and it was five three in the ninth. Guy, Eagles two and two pitch. Oh, yeah. Your Yastrzemski <laughs> home run, and of course they lose the extra <laughs> innings. I mean, they they're fifteen games under five hundred. They're eight and a half out because it's a shitty division. So. We have had this conversation, so let's talk about it again. NL Central, I say you have to make a bet right now on who to win the division. Who are you betting? These are the odds. Brewers. I see
0: them. I'm, I'm looking at them right now, man. It's, it's, it's hysterical.
1: Go Brewers ahead. Brewers minus 120, Pirates plus 550, Cubs plus 550, Cardinals plus 600, Reds plus 800. I
0: think okay. I might like the Reds the most. I like the Reds the most, and I actually sprinkled a little uh, a little half unit on the Reds yesterday because it was at plus 1,000 yesterday.
1: I, I have a free bet. Maybe I should just throw
0: it on that? I mean, listen, yesterday the Brewers were minus 120. The Pirates were minus uh, – I think the Pirates were minus 550 still. The Cubs were uh, – oh, the, the Cardinals were at plus 600, but then the Cubs – they were at like plus seven fifty, and then the Reds were at plus a thousand. So we're seeing constant movement going on here. I mean, I, yeah, I just I threw the half unit on the Reds because th- at least I know that their offense, they're they're pitching suspect. We'll see what happens with Ashcraft if he ever I don't know gets his head out of his ass. But Hunter Green and, and Andrew Abbott are solid. But the, you know, obviously the question is, and you know, you had you had chimed in about how great Bobby Miller was, uh, was looking. And, and yeah, I absolutely uh, love that because I have Bobby Miller in a, in a couple of places. The problem for, you know, for me also is those wondering what kind of a, what kind of an innings cap are a lot of these kids going to get? And then once we get down to like mid August, what are we going to do? You know, what are the, what are the reds going to do with Andrew Abbott? Do you push the kid or do you, do you have to hold them back a little bit?
1: Yeah. Plus, there's the potential for Nick Lodolo to come back. It mm-hmm. might be August. Um, yeah, I think obviously the ballpark hurts those pitchers big time. Um, that's why I'm really lukewarm on taking Reds pitchers. In fact, I don't think – I have Lodolo in labor, and it wasn't like – it was an auction, so I think I went to seven or eight and stopped. I'm like, okay, he wasn't really a target for me. I have no Hunter Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get Abbott anywhere. I think their other concern is – uh Diaz has been liked out, but leading up to him, I think, is a problem. But then again, like all these teams in the division have flaws. I mean, the Brewers, Corbin Burns has turned it around. He's been better. Does Woodruff come back? You know, that's a big question mark. Peralta has not been good lately. I know I have him in leagues. He's just been really shaky. Uh the lineup has been up and down. I mean, the Pirates, I don't think anyone buys them continuing this. And no, I like, don't think so. I don't yeah, think so. And they've 100. got
0: uh, they've got mitch keller at the top of that rotation they don't really have anybody else oviedo or T's like yeah they, they, they just don't have anything there
1: and again with the cardinals like you will you, you're like well they have talent they have experience but every they just can't put anything together i mean they have the second worst actually they have the worst winning percentage in the national league the, the the worst, that is insane. They're 391, Nationals are 394, Rockies are 414. That is just insane. But they can actually still win this division. I know it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. They're only eight and a half out, and all these other teams are just not good. But they just can't put it together. This is now, they've lost five in a row. Uh, they've lost 10 of their last 12. So they just can't put it together at all. So,
0: I think what I also find... In. I think what I also find absolutely crazy is that no team uh, in the uh, in the Central has a positive run differential. Yeah. Like that's a big deal, and and you know and you look at you look at the East also, and only the Braves have the positive run differential. Um, and I mean that's just I, I find that unnerving. I mean, and, and you know you you kind of look at it and you see the the Marlins and the Phillies. Although Phillies, I guess they just uh, they're at 500. The Marlins are are seven games above 500 with a negative 30 run differential. You're like You just know it's not going to last. So when you're looking at the uh, at the run differentials in uh, in the central. You know, the Cubs minus one Pirates are minus 10 Cardinals are minus 13. So, you know, what happens with Milwaukee? Because I think, you know, Milwaukee's got pitching, but they don't have offense. The Braves have offense. They don't have pitching. The Braves? I mean, the Reds. I mean, the Reds. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, they're the exciting young team right now. They've, McLean has come up and done well. Ellie De La Cruz, the Strand could be there. You mentioned Abbott. Um, and they have won five in a row, but, you know, two against the Cardinals and they swept the Royals. I mean, the Royals now are like the worst team because the A's all of a sudden can win games. They just had a nice seven-game win streak there.
0: Oh, uh, dude, and the dude, you know how you know how annoying that seven game win streak was. I mean, from wow, a were, betting standpoint. Oh, because you were betting on the other teams. <laughs> well, I mean, at the start of it, yeah, I, I was. I can't
1: then, blame you. I can't blame you for that. I can't blame I mean, anyone.
0: No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a no brainer kind of a thing. And listen, I'm actually betting against the uh, the A's today. Adam and I are actually recording here on Thursday. June 15th uh, because of the FSGA conference. Um, But I did, I threw a bet in against the A's because they, they finally, they lost. And I think, I think we're, we're back on track with that, with the A's. Cause you know, the hot hitters have like definitely cooled off, you know, Brent Rooker looks terrible again. Uh, And, and, you know, and, and it's just, it's not a good team. It's not a, you know, at all. And I think they, they had this, they had this brief momentum as they were doing the reverse protest and, you know, and, and trying to, you know, show that, you know, they can fill the uh, the stadium and, you know, that 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 whole thing. Did you see all that stuff? Yeah. It, where they were it's, such, it's so stupid. It was like, yeah, OK, you guys filled the ballpark for what, a day. You didn't even fill the ballpark. You put twenty seven thousand people in there. So you didn't fill the ballpark, you know, and, and you're talking about who gives a shit. Where the fuck were you people, you know, for the last 10 years? Like, yeah, stop with this no. like reverse protest that, bullshit, just move the it, fucking team.
1: I think it's on ownership though. They have done nothing to put a team that's competitive on the field. And what they've done this year is embarrassing. I can't blame fans for not going. And it's a shitty ballpark. You said you've been there, right? Oh dude, the the ball
0: E. coli stadium. Dude, yeah. Yeah, they, they still, the still fucking, got like they the still possum. have a big trough for you to take a piss in.
1: Yeah, they have a possum in the fucking visitors broadcast booth that <laughs> lives there. I mean, so I can't blame the fans. What they've done with this team is just uh, embarrassing. So but yeah, I mean, they've been a great team to bet against outside of this uh, recent seven-game winning streak. But they actually have a better record than the Royals now.
0: <laughs> but the Royals and they—they they got no hope now, man. Fucking, they lost Pasquantino is going to be done for the season now. I mean, you got Bobby Witt and nobody else. There's nobody. Else. Sal Perez, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Got... Sorry.
1: Sorry, Sal. Yeah, even Melendez has been a disappointment this year. So, yeah, they're 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 really embarrassing, but. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy though the NL Central and the AL Central too. Another shit division. They do have one team with a plus differential. It's the Twins at plus forty four, but everyone else is uh, five games below five hundred or more. I mean, and the Twins are just two games over. So the thing is, you're you're probably gonna have a couple good teams miss the playoffs because the central divisions in each league have to get one team in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna end up losing a. Uh... You know, the, the back-end wildcard team, probably. No yeah, doubt. I mean, like
1: the Blue Jays, Angels. You know, I mean, right now, obviously, it could change, and teams could fall apart, other teams could rise. But, yeah, you're going to have a, a pretty good team uh, miss the postseason because you have to get in the Central Division winner.
0: It's unreal. It's unreal. And you know what? It's kind of looking, I mean, when you're sitting there and you're talking about, you know, if we're looking at team futures and we're looking at possible winners of the season, I mean, you know, it 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 doesn't seem as wide open as it usually does. I I guess because those divisions are just so piss poor. But like I look in the American League, and you got the 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 Rays and the Rangers who are the, the you know the the class of the uh, of the of the league. Uh, Astros look good. Uh, Angels look good. The Orioles look good. Um, so yeah, and then you've got yeah, you know, like you said, Yankees, Toronto. These are teams that are. You know, gonna be sitting on the fringe of the uh, of the wild card and end up losing you know losing out because you got the fucking twins that need to get in or whoever it's going to be from uh, from from that side. It's kind of the same shit that we're looking at with the uh, with the the n l West as well because you're you know you've got these teams here, you know look at that. every team except for the Rockies has a has a positive like a really strong positive run differential plus twenty seven or higher. And, you know, you got teams that are starting to surge. The Padres have woken up. They're getting everybody healthy. The Giants still seem to be piecing together uh, wins here and there. So it's like one of those teams, if they don't really make a move inside their division and and or needing the the Diamondbacks to collapse, you're going to end up losing out.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Padres have really started to put it together because they were in that conversation, I think, for most disappointing team, but they won seven of ten. Uh, Tatis has been unbelievable I look back and I'm like I probably should have taken him in the middle of the second (laughs) round in the draft Um, I've always been look I've been a big Fernando Tatis guy I took him uh, number one overall in tout worst last year and I still was in contention I obviously didn't win getting nothing from him the entire year but I was a little worried about the injuries. The suspension, not as much, because we knew he was coming back April 20th. But it kind of, you know, multiple injuries, wrist, shoulder. But he's been fine. And I look back at a draft I did, and I took Mike Trout in that middle of the second. Tatis went in the second round. And if I could do it over again, I'd take Tatis, no doubt. I mean, I was talking about this on uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio on Wednesday night. Mike Trout right now, he's not a dominant fantasy player, man. I know there's still time, and you look at his numbers, and you're like, oh, what are you talking about? He's hit for power. He doesn't steal bases anymore. He has one steal that came the other day. And his average in OBP is not even great anymore. It's 252 average, 359 OBP. I mean, this is a guy that used to be a lock for over 400. And I know he could e- easily turn around, but we haven't seen him go on the IL yet either. So, I mean, he has 14 homers, 37 RBIs, and 252 average with one steal. There's several guys who do that. Like Tatis has better numbers, and Tatis missed games. I mean, you have to take Tatis over Trout right now. I don't even think it's a conversation.
0: Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't think that's a conversation either. I yeah. think that's. I think that's. I'm pretty etched in stone on that one as well. As much as I love Mike Trout, I would much rather have Tatis. No doubt. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like Trout is just not the a dominant fantasy player right now. I mean, it could. You know, last year he had 40 homers in 119 games. He's got 14 and 65. Um, he doesn't run. And, again, they're kind of – they're good numbers, but they're not superstar fantasy numbers anymore. And I know, again, it's only 65 games. I, we sure. could look back at the end of the year and be like, oh, wow. Uh, he had 40 home runs again. He stayed healthy. And I'm rooting for them. And I want the Angels to make the playoffs, man. I mean, we need Otani and Trout in the postseason, man. I mean, it's got to
0: happen. So badly. So badly.
1: I, I agree mean, with you there. I well, do you? Because I figured you would want Altani on the Yankees. And I mean, so at this point, do you think you, I don't know if you've had this conversation with Jim Bowden recently, but at this point, see, I think they're not trading him. I think they're going to stay in contention and they're going to try and make moves and say, hey, look, Shohei, we can win here. We want you to be a big piece of it. There's obviously a lot of rumors that he's leaving, but. Have you guys talked about it recently? Does Jim think he's getting traded this year?
0: Well, I mean, Jim said if he, if he <clears throat> excuse me, if uh, if they do fall out of contention, then then they will explore, but they're not making any decisions right now until much closer to the trade deadline because of the way things are right now. So, um I mean, he thinks that that they that they would if they fall out of contention because you know he's i think what he's not sure about is whether or not really otani's going to stay next year is is Moreno going to pony up the the money necessary to keep him can he pony up the money necessary to to keep him there i mean we we're talking about right half a billion dollars for the, for the contract 600,000 dollars uh you know 600 million dollars for uh, for a deal for otani at this point i mean how do you how do you not you know, command not just not just the highest paid player in the game, but by a significant margin.
1: Yeah, but he also does he pitches and hits and does both at an elite level. So right, that's
0: what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. take the take the salary, take a contract for the number one pitcher in the game, and take a contract for the number one hitter in the game. I mean, what are we looking at? We're looking at like Juan Soto's contract plus who's the top paid, who's the top price pitcher out there right now? Is it? Is it, is, did the Mets do that to, to Scherzer or Verlander? Well, are you
1: looking at on a per-annual basis? They don't have long-term deals. Scherzer's was three
0: years for, like, 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, all right. Is, so it, is it Garrett Cole? Is Garrett it's probably Garrett Cole. Combine Cole's contract and Juan Soto's contract, and that's what Shohei Ohtani deserves. You can you field one guy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what to do in in all honesty, man. I would love to see the angels just make some sort of a commitment, right? Just make that commitment. You've got trout, you've got Otani, you've got trout locked into a long-term deal, you know, come on, you can, you can find a way to beef up the rest of that roster. I I, I think you can.
1: Otani just generates so much too, man. Like he's such an exciting player to watch and I, I, was checking the other day the Angels are coming to City Field. I have to go watch him play. Got to see him in person.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I didn't even I, it's so funny, man. I I hate going to Giants games so much that I don't even think about it, but I guess I kind of I kind of have to. I have to see if uh, if the Angels are uh are going to be there and uh, and if so when and can I uh can I make that game? Yeah, I think I think the Angels were coming, I believe it was August to City Field. So um, I think it was,
1: unfortunately, it's a uh, fantasy football draft weekend, but I can maybe do the Friday night because I'm pretty sure that Saturday, Sunday, I'll probably have drafts. I think it's the weekend before Labor Day. So, you know, that's going to be a big fantasy football draft weekend. Um, my guess is that might be when the GST draft is too, um, just based on what we've done in the past. So, but yeah, I want to go see him. And look, I was thinking about this the other day. I know injuries are a big factor. How is it? I don't think there's any way that Shohei Otani doesn't win the AL MVP and Ronald Acuna doesn't win the NL MVP.
0: Yeah, they both kind of look like runaways uh, on that front. I mean, you know, I guess I guess if, if Tatis were to continue this this tear that he's on right now and carry this through the end of the season— And uh, I don't know, if Acuna, let's say, you know, tweaks his hammy or something like that and goes down, uh, you you could see that kind of a shift. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Acuna Acuna
1: is minus 140 right now. I actually think that's, I think that's value, to be honest. I I get it. You're still, you need him to stay healthy. Freddie Mm -hmm. Freeman's plus 500. Mookie Betts is plus 1,000. Corbin Carroll, who's been amazing. Plus fifteen hundred. Wait, Luis Arias? Plus twenty five hundred? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my, please don't waste your money on that bullshit.
0: Tatis plus three thousand. Uh Soto plus thirty five. Oh, see, Tatis plus three thousand intrigues me. Yeah. Do you uh, think I would that... I would sprinkle a half unit onto uh onto Tatis there? Do you think the writers would have an agenda though because he got caught cheating?
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the only thing.
0: Oh, those fucking writers. Yeah. Those stodgy old pieces of shit just ruined it all for. <laughs> and then in the,
1: and Altani's minus 250, Judge is plus 800, Semyon yeah. plus 2,500, Wander Franco plus 3,000, Trout plus 3,000, Bichette plus 3,000.
0: What's Corey Seeger?
1: Uh, wait, where is he here? Exactly. Wait, he's got to be higher. Am I missing it? Hmm. I don't even. Oh, plus six thousand. Wow. I mean, he did miss games, but still, he's been fucking amazing. I, yeah, I think.
0: I, I mean, we're looking at. I think we're looking at a at a at a career overall year. Maybe he doesn't get up to the thirty home runs the thirty three home runs he hit last year. But I mean, even if he gets close to thirty, you know, I think that's a that's a huge win. You, right yeah, there. you're right.
1: Like, there's guys above him that I don't get. Like. Matt Chapman plus 5,000, Vlad plus 4,000, a Arena plus 3,500. I get a Arena is good, but I don't know. Yeah, that's, I guess, because of the missed games. But even Trout, Trout plus 3,000? Really? Mm. I mean, he's not had a special year. He's not, an, he's not a, I mean, Seager's been better. I know Seager's played less games, but. Yeah, no but again, it's
0: it's, it's the, name recognition. Yes, right?
1: it's the liability. If they put Trout at plus 6000, people will flock to bet him and then the books are like, "Well, what if he goes on a surge and then now we're we're at a loss here." So that that's definitely why. It's the name.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the name there and they want to kind of kind of keep that under wraps. So how's um how how's all this uh, how's all this doing for you fantasy baseball wise? I know your your home league. You were struggling there, but you were starting to kind of make a little bit of a comeback. How's uh how's your fantasy teams doing?
1: Yeah, that team's in third place. So all get out of here. What's
0: wrong with that league? You guys all listen to us here on the podcast. What the fuck are you letting Adam get back
1: into this shit for? But I'm I'm kind of well. I just made a trade, sacrificing the future. Although all the teams around me made a deal. The team in first got basically Mike Trout for. Colton Kowser, because the guy's rebuilding. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and part of me was like, "Damn, that's not enough." And then I'm like, "I don't know, my child, says he's mediocre right now." I would, I would still take him, but I'm still 20, 20. Wait, damn, I'm uh, 22 out of first, so I'm still out of, still kind of well behind. But uh, the team, a team behind me, just traded Corbin Carroll, who's five dollars next year, for Goldschmidt, Betts, and Seager, bro.
0: Goldschmidt, Betts, and Corey Seager. Yeah. Oh, see, like that kind of stuff, man. I, I don't, I don't even care how much Betts and Seager are. I think that that's just, you know, ah, see, I see. We, we've had this conversation here on the pod before, and it's just, I mean, that's just. Uh, I mean, the trade. I no made, wonder I, you had to
1: make a, a move and, and well, do trade, something. I, the trade. i Well, I made the move first, so I traded Yuri Perez, who next year can either be kept for uh, as a minor leaguer for no salary or if you call him up, be kept at five for next year. I traded him for Josh Hader and David Bednar because I have no closers right now. I have Ryan Helsley going to IL. So I need I need closers and there's nothing on waivers. So I'm like, you know what? I'm in the top three right now, top three get paid. So whenever I'm near the top, I go for it. So my other two prospects that I can trade are Luis, Luis Matos who just got called up by the Giants. He's a good pickup and um, Ricky Tiedemann. Um, for the Blue Jays, they're top arm. So I might have to look to move those guys. But yeah, the guy wanted all three of those prospects from me. Um, for me. For yo, This is what pisses me off. The guy clearly doesn't want me to win. He makes that deal, right? And for me, he wanted, um, for Devin Williams, he wanted like all of my prospects. I'm like, really, man? For Devin Williams? That's all you're going to give me? Like, come on, man. Like, it's just not fair. And then like one trade was like, he asked for Alonso and McClanahan for like his uh, closer. I'm like, this is insane. And then you make that deal. It's like, okay, I see. You, you just don't want me to win.
0: Wow. Oh, do we want to call this person out right now? Nah, fuck him. He knows if he's listening. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess everybody in your league knows based on the personnel that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? What, yeah. what? What? Whatever did happen to Chase and saves on the waiver wire this year, dude? Holy shit! There is. There's. There's nothing out there. No, it's
1: been really, really bad, and that's – I can tell you in some leagues I'm really good at closers. Others I'm not. Like Tout Wars, um, so let me check now because so Tout Wars, I'm having a very good year. But if I tell you this, so you're going to be like, wait, what the fuck? So in Tout Wars, <laughs> I, come into, I came into today with 111 points, 15-team league. So well, where we say
0: 15-team mixed league, right? Yes, yeah,
1: 15-team mixed draft just So where where would you think, if I told you I have 111 points, what place in the standings would you think I would be?
0: a 15-team or 111, I would say you're probably like second or third.
1: Okay, and how far out of first would you say, 111? I don't know, maybe three, four points. I have 111 points, and I am uh, 21 points out of first.
0: Get the fuck out!
1: Yeah, bro. Who's in first? Seth Trackman has 132 points. How does Seth have so many points? I have no fucking idea. So, like, cause my team, I'm first in wins, second in ERA, first in whip, second in strikeouts. I need a second closer though. I have Felix Batista, and that's really it. Um, I had Dylan Floro and he doesn't have the job anymore. I have Michael King, I didn't even have him active this week for that save. And I'm low in power. I only have four points in power, but I am first in steals by 14. Um, because I have Ruiz and Acuna, so I need to trade Ruiz for a power bat. But this dude is just so far ahead, and I look at his team, and I'm like, mm. I guess Semyon, McCarthy, Soto, Josh Lowe, Varsho, Yanni Diaz, Siri, Gorman, who has cooled off. Pitching, Holmes, Ober, Glass, Now, Wheeler, Alexis Diaz, Herman, Kershaw. He had Lynch in the lineup this week, and I still can't fucking make around. <laughs> Whit- Whitlock, who's been great. Louis Varland. So he had Eduardo Rodriguez go down. Shit, man. I mean, you hear it on paper. You're like, oh, okay, it's good, but that dominant. But I guess when you have no holes at this point, Nate Lowe, Glaber Torres. So, yeah, there's really... Brian Reynolds, so a lot of good solid players in a 15 team league, you know. Varsho and Ruiz, a
0: catcher is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. I was looking at like FSGA, which is a uh was a 14 teamer. Yeah. And uh, I, I was talking to uh Howard Kamen uh from, you know, him and Steve Gardner who run the USA today team and uh and and he was like, he was complaining that his team was like, you know, sitting in the uh, in, in the basement so much. And I was like, I was looking at his team and I'm like, damn, look at like, you know, he was talking about, you know, wanting to make a trade. And I was like, well, hey, can we uh, you're, you're actually he's the commish. So I had to like email him on that one again. But, you know, I mean, you know, he's sitting there with, you know, like uh, Trout, Solaire, uh, Machado, who's obviously been banged up. Uh, Tyro Estrada on the team. Um, he's got McClanahan and Eflin. And, Damn, uh, and I was like, last? how is this? What's that? And is in last place? He's in like like third to last, fourth to last. I mean, you know, catches are Grandal and Cal Raleigh. He's got Lamonte Wade at first, Dubon at second. Oh, uh, lack like of power. Yeah, Estrada, Paredes, Rosario, Machado. Then he's got McCarthy, Peterson, Rooker, who's now been shit yeah. now.
1: It has to be low in power and probably yeah. average.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, he's uh he's he's down there. I'm trying to figure out like you know what I can do to kinda make a little bit of a move. If I can make a trade with him, I would be uh I'd be super stoked. You about said it, you're but, yeah. in first in that league? Dude, I'm in, not only am I in first, man, but I'm sitting there with like a 12 and a half point lead. Yeah, but that's nothing this time of year. You know that. No, I know, I know, but like the the top five teams, top four teams. It's me, Ray Flowers, um, Scott swane and uh, and the boys from uh, Baseball HQ. So Brent Hershey uh, running that team. And the four of us have been kind of flip-flopping around, but I guess it was probably about a week, week and a half ago. And all of a sudden, I not only did I move into first, but like all of a sudden, like I started extending this big lead um, you know, I, all of a sudden my guys started hitting for power, so you know, so all of a sudden it was like, you know, completely jacked up. But now I'm like, you know, sitting at this point, and I got to maintain. So now it's a matter of, you know, if I can trade, I don't, I don't, I don't have like, I don't have enough fab to like really compete for for a lot of fab bidding uh, as the season moves forward. But you know, if we can trade, I'll probably be uh, trying to worm some things around here and make it happen. Yeah, it's
1: similar in my league, too. It's like the top four, maybe five, have kind of going back and forth. I'm currently in second four out of first. I really like my team. It's just, I guess, a little low on average in power. But I guess I stacked the Braves here. I have Albies, Acuna, Arcia, Eddie Rosario, Strider. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, what Spencer Strider, last two starts, dude. Um, obviously been miserable. I asked Bowden this the other day. Is the arm getting tired? And if so, how concerned are we? Well, if you look
1: at a lot of the underlying numbers over the last couple starts, it's some bad luck. Uh strand rate is high. Um, he's given up home runs. I think I tweeted it out yesterday. I think it's 12 home runs now over his last six starts. Um, For some reason against the Mets, he doesn't pitch well. If you look at his career numbers against the Mets compared to everyone else, he dominates everyone else. And for some reason, the Mets hit him well. That was one of the starts. Um, So, yeah, my concern about Schreider before the year, because I saw a lot of people taking him end of first, early second. And I'm like, how many innings are you expecting this guy to throw? We saw he did not pitch in the postseason. I forgot what the injury was. Something, right, arm-related. I forgot what it was. But he didn't pitch. And... Last year was his rookie year, and he threw, what, 130 innings? So it's like, okay, how many – should be fine for this year. Right. I mean, okay, fine. What are you going to get, 170, 180? I mean, you usually if you take a pitcher early, you want 200 innings. And I understand there's very few guys now. Because if you look at some of the pitchers right now, most people would have said two weeks ago, striders number one rest of the way. Obviously, there's a question mark now. Is it Cole? I guess maybe Cole. I mean, it's not Burns. He has turned it around. So we've just seen pretty much every pitcher kind of get blown up this year. But so with Strider, I was just like, I can't take him there. The leagues I have him, the FSGA, he, uh, I had picked two. He came back. and I, No, actually, I took Acuna at two. Devers came back to me. I'm like, I can't pass Devers up. And Strider was there at three, two. I'm like, all right, I'm, huh. I, can't, I can't pass him up here. And then in labor was an auction. I went to 25. And the bidding stopped. I'm like, okay, I'll take him. Like he wasn't in my plan at all, but I was in it on the bidding. I'm like 25, 12 team league. All right, I'll take him. So I wasn't targeting him. It had to be at the right price. And I felt that in those two leagues it was, but I was a little concerned. And the other thing too, with him, he walks a lot of guys and he doesn't go past the sixth inning a lot. I think he's done it off the top of my head two or three times this year. Like I know we have to change our standards, but that's not a lot for a guy that you took in the first, second round. And like, I want more than that. And one thing I've been looking at, I forgot to play it yesterday. Cause I think the game was early. He's been going over one and a half walks mm-hmm. consistently. So that's a you know, you're usually getting most pitchers are at one and a half. If you're a guy that consistently goes over it, they'll juice it up. But I do look at walk props and Strider is one that I look at now uh, because he goes over it consistently. Um, I think so it'll. That's, work. that's
0: why I asked if he, if if we thought that he was going to end up with like some sort of dead arm, and if they go to like a, uh, you know, try to go into like a six man rotation to spare some guys some wear and tear towards the playoffs, because you know, giving up more home runs and walking batters is a sign of of tired arm, and and you know, you're just your your command and your control is just not what it should be, um, you know, at that point, point. and to see that happen here, I mean, it's only mid June. I mean, yeah, can I see a guy, you know, appearing tired the week before the All-Star break because he knows, you know, he's uh, he's got that extra time off. Yeah, I mean, that, I've, I've seen that a billion times. Uh, but to see a guy like Strider and I'll tell you what, I think I think that just I mean, what we've seen this year is going to take all the you got to draft, you know, top starting pitching early. I think it's going to push those truthers over the edge. And I think we're going to end up seeing a lot more waiting on starting pitching uh, moving forward, as we have in the uh, in the last I don't know five years maybe.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely going to happen if this trend continues. I will say this: so over the last nine starts, he's got a five point five five ERA. The issue is the walk rate, nine point one percent, but two point eight eight xFIP in that span. Still a thirty seven point three percent strikeout rate, a three forty seven batting average of balls in play. So. It's some bad luck, but, and the velocity was slightly down. I mean, you know, about a mile per hour on the fastball. So I still think he'll be fine the rest of the way, but I think the Braves will be in a position. Well, I guess things could change. I was going to say, cause you mentioned, you know, resting, go to a six man rotation. The Braves might be in a spot late in the year where they can do that. Mm-hmm. You got to think though, that some team's going to make a push. I mean, we saw the Phillies do it last year. Maybe they get hot again. Um, if, if Nola turns it around, Wheeler's been good lately, then you still got to worry about home field advantage. Uh, but it's possible. I mean, and they're still doing this without Max reading and Kyle, Wright Too. Uh, but their offense is so good, man. Uh, we both said it before the year. Like, uh, did we want to pick in the Braves to win the world series in that FSJ prop draft?
0: Um, you know, that's a, that's actually a really good question. I don't recall. I feel like we did, but here, yeah, let me go to it, uh, right now. And I'll tell you what we, uh, I know we had McClanahan
1: side young, which looks good right now. And we uh-huh. had Corbin, we had Corbin Carroll and Jordan Walker, rookie of the year. Uh-huh. We had full rookie of the year, which doesn't look good
0: at all right now. No, it does not. Uh, we, we, we had the bucks winning the East that screwed us. We do have the Braves winning the whole thing. Uh, at plus
1: 750. Okay. And I know we have Olsen to lead the NL in home runs. And with Alonso going down, that's certainly a possibility. Although Jorge Soler, who we mentioned on this podcast <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> ah, 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 you Jorge, better have Jorge Soler on your fucking fantasy teams if you listen to this.
0: Dude, it's unreal, right? Yeah. The
1: dude just keeps jacking home runs. I have him in at least three. of. I know I have him in FSGA, GST, TGFBI. Feel like somewhere else too but he was a target for me i'm like you're getting an elite power hitter late in drafts this guy has hit over 40 runs before he was clearly not healthy last year i'm like yeah i'm taking him and he's just been unbelievable 20 home runs now and, and the average is good too it's in the 250s which you know that was the one question with him. you know this guy could hit 220 but yeah he's, he's been
0: great oh you know who you know you know what could happen here we, we could end up getting screwed you know who could end up winning this one?
1: Fenstead Fensley, because he got the Vegas Knights. He got, the, got the
0: Golden Knights at plus thirteen hundred, then he got him to win the West at plus five hundred um, as well. I mean, I you know, I, I think he'll hit his uh, Orioles over the win total. Freddie Freeman is a is a beast. That's going to be a, a strong competition for most RBI. Over, he needs thirty home runs from Acuna. Holy shit. I will I will piss my pants if if Justin Fensterman wins this one because of the Golden Knights. Yeah, right? Cuz he's a real hockey guy. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder I wonder who
1: helped him with that one.
0: <laughs> you know what, man? That was I uh, I I won money on the uh, on the Stanley Cup just, you know, betting this the uh, the series. Um everybody I I every single every single hockey pundit, you know, sidebar here from our uh, fantasy baseball talk, but um yeah, I, every pundit that I spoke to kept telling me how you know I, how wrong I was for saying that. You know what, Bobrovsky with a ten day ten day layoff in between series, I was like, you know, I just don't see him being able to catch it, and and that's exactly what happened. They, they got blown out in the first couple of games. Um, game three, yeah, it was was it game three that uh
1: that he got pulled.
0: No, um, no, he got pulled in game two. Actually, that was that one. I'm trying to think. They they won it in five. Um, yeah, they yeah, won I, game three. Right? They won game three. Then yeah, they, they it were two one. They were up. Yeah, was it? Was that what it was? I think that. yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. It was game three because I I had that. Uh, I had that parlay up on uh, the better bet for the uh, the the email that went out, and I said I was taking in game three. I took Florida on the money line. Um I took the under 6 goals and then I said Bobrovsky with over 28 and a half saves. Now at home on average the uh, the the Panthers goalies were making 33 saves per game. You know, just a very a much more defensive uh, a defensive mind when they're at home. So that was the uh, the parlay but Bobrovsky blew that one for me. Well, I mean, I needed it to go like five minutes more in overtime. I just needed a couple of more shots on goal, and I would have, uh, I, w- I would have been easy there. But I said I was like, that's that was gonna happen, and then after that, fucking Vegas Golden Knights were just gonna go right back to bitch slapping them all over again, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, come on, nine goals to win the cup, nine.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had two finals that were not very competitive in the NBA and NHL, both in five games.
0: Yeah, they both both. uh, You know, it was so funny, too, because we were kind of hoping that maybe Miami picked it up a little bit and gave a a better run to uh, to the Nuggets. But I think you said Nuggets in five or six, Um, you know, and I said I said that the Golden Knights were going to win and I think I said they were going to win it in six. And then all of a sudden, when I saw the way it kind of spilled out for the first two games, I was like, this one's going five at the most. That's it. So, yeah, we got, we got great playoffs all around from, you know, from NBA and NHL. And, we, and each sport got shitty finals.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not what you want to see if you like to watch competitive <laughs> finals. There's no doubt. Both were pretty
0: decisive. Not great, Bob. Not great. Um, all right. Well, I mean, listen, we got you know, there's there's so much still happening, still to come. We got lots of baseball talk. Adam's got his uh, um his waiver wire articles that over at fantasyalarm.com. So I don't know. Anybody that you're uh, that you're eyeballing here so far? I think who you who'd you just mention? But oh, you said Luis Matos? Yeah, um, he's gonna be the up big from the pick giants up
1: this week. Who weekend. else are you looking at? Uh, Yenier Diaz, if you need help at catcher, um, he's getting more playing time, but Jordan Alvarez is out. He's been DHing a little bit, so I think he's someone you could look at. Um, Cutter Crawford might still be out there. I know he wasn't great in his last start, but I think uh, he can be pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, because this past weekend, outside of the big... because Eli De La Cruz was available in some leagues where mm-hmm. you have to wait to get called up. He was the big pickup, but outside of that, it wasn't a big weekend for, like, big names at all um someone that you can pick up who might be back soon he's rehabbing now Tariq Skubal um if you have the ability to stash I think he's someone that you could look at he's uh rehabbing right now so he could all be right. back uh pretty shortly I'm trying to think who else that have uh who do I have in Tuesdays because some of those guys could still be out there I know there was a couple of below the radar names
0: Take a look uh, right now. Going over, you go to fantasyalarm.com, dot com, and uh, right there, the waiver wire article. It's right there in the menus. Uh, waiver pickups. Well, you got a little Joey Weimer on the cover. So Ozuna, he's still low with Ozuna. I don't get it. Forty percent, you 15 Fifteen ESPN. This guy's been like one of the best hitters over the last month. Yeah. I think. I think everybody still just hates him because he's a piece of shit in real I, life. I, you know, but I don't. I look past that.
1: Oh, here. Braxton Garrett, 35% in Yahoo, 60% in oh ESPN. Been <laughs> He's
0: been great. He's been amazing. The strikeout I picked numbers up. are crazy. I think I good.
1: picked him up like a month ago in labor. That's a 12-team league. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: um, Is Julian – you got Edward Julian yeah. in here. Is he coming back up? He's already up. Oh, Polanco Polanco's out. IL. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus, Polanco. I mean, Buxton did get activated today from the mm-hmm. IO.
0: All right. So, yeah. yeah I mean, and Tommy
1: is- Pham, deep performance, he's, been, he's actually hitting the ball really hard for the Mets, and he's been playing um, pretty much every day. So, I think, you know, short-term play to plug the gap if you have some some injuries. I mean, we did see a lot of players land on the I.L. this past week. Jordan Alvarez, Pete Alonso, Ryan Helsley. So, you know, Jack Sawinski's heating up if he was dropped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I didn't. In- I did, maybe was it FSGA that I did I drop Me too. Me too, like two or three weeks ago. I'm like he's ice cold. I'm like, see, ya. I did. Yeah, he went ice cold, and I and I got rid of him. So yeah, I might have to take a look at him and, and pick him back up. I'm, I, you know, I, in in that league there, I'm just, I'm, you know, I, I lost Jazz Chisholm, CJ krohn has been out and and hurt. Um, so I've just kind of been patching things up with uh with a couple of. Couple of guys who have just kind of, you know, they've done well, but there hasn't been, you know, there's nobody on there who I'm like, wow, that's going to be like sustained power, and that's gonna that's gonna help me out. Even even Jose Abreu, who's got three home Dude, runs in yeah. his last five games, he's all of a sudden picked it up
1: because I do right. have him in a few leagues, and it's been a, a hellacious year for him. But Horrible, um, yeah, oh. he's definitely picked it up. Um, Grayson Rodriguez is is, is a, another dominant start in AAA. Six innings, two hits, two runs, eleven Ks, two walks. So he could be back up soon. And sometimes, you know, you go through the struggles and the majors get called back up and you figure it out. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's – it's tough finding pitching, though, in the deeper formats. That's the one thing. It's just there's not a lot of arms out there right now. And as you mentioned, yeah, finding saves on the waiver wire this year has been really difficult. You know, I'm sure Kendall Grayman is rostered in most leagues uh, with Liam Hendricks being hurt, but there's been, the problem is too, you have several teams where you really don't want anyone like Colorado. You don't want anyone at this point. No, Uh, Oakland. I know Trevor may had a few saves recently, but his walk rate is terrible. And we know, and and when, when is he
0: going to get like any kind of an opportunity for consistent
1: saves again? Yeah. I mean, we saw a seven game winning streak, but we're probably not going to see a three game winning streak from them again this year.
0: All right, give me from all of your fantasy teams here, all of them. Think about it. Your best player at your lowest pick. Like start with like the last round of your draft, round 26 or whatever, and kind of work your way back a little bit. Think about those players. Who's been your best player? For your for your lowest draft pick, I've got two that I absolutely okay. So love. not free agent, someone I drafted. Right, right, right. Yeah, somebody you drafted. All right, I'm gonna look at like player
1: rating and see. So I'm off the top. I'm I think it's Jorge Soler. Uh, okay. Let me see. I do. I mean, uh, Tyro Estrada, but no, that was 14th, 15th. So no, Soler was like, yeah, so I think it's Soler. Um On the hitting side, I didn't get any Andy Diaz. I'm so disgusted. Well, I mean, how am I supposed to know he's going to fucking change his launch angle? <laughs> it is it is age 31 season. Yeah,
0: I think it's I think it's Solaire. Okay, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, it's it's that's a it was see, a it was a great pickup. Let me see if, if I probably can find it a Cost pitcher. you what, like 22nd, 23rd round? Yeah, pitching wise,
1: uh, I don't have any Mitch Keller. Zach Eflin didn't go that far, right? No.
0: No, uh, he was probably, I mean,
1: he was probably like high teens. John Gray didn't go that far. I have a lot of John Gray. Yeah. yeah. Michael Walker, maybe. That's that's one of mine. And I, yeah, I can't believe he has a 2.89 ERA and a 106 whip.
0: But how about this? You take what he did last year for the Red Sox. And now this was this was going into last night's start. I'm having this conversation with Bowden because here's what happened: was that when we were doing the front office insights uh, podcast over at uh, for the MLB Draft Guide, you know, we go through each team or whatever, and you know, and I and I said, you know, and I'm always like, you know, give me one sleeper and one bust at the end of it. And we got to the fucking Padres, and and the sleeper that he gave me was Waka and and you know and he said he was like you know listen he's he's not going to cost you anything in drafts nobody believes in this guy but you know you look and see what he did last year against you know for Boston uh you know and and now you're putting him into a much better park you're putting him you know uh in a, in a in a division that has a ton of pitchers parks in there as well not to mention the fact that you know he seemed to show signs of uh, of improvement Last year, I think he like you know he kind of upticked in a little bit in his velocity, and he uh, and and his control was significantly better. Going into last night's game, where Walk, I think, what through six scoreless for another win.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So if you include, right, so if you include that, then eighteen and four over his last thirty five starts with a sub three ERA. That's what Walker's done between last is all of last year and this season. That's that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I drafted him in round 23
1: of my NFBC main event. That's a 15 team league. Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I also drafted uh, Elias Diaz in round 27. Now, has he been like sensational? But I have to have a catcher with a 295 average, six homers, 33 RBIs. That is a big deal. Now, I drafted Bobby Miller in round 28, but I cut him after the first week because he wasn't on the major league team. <laughs> that sucks. Ah, I could have used him right now. Pitching's been pretty good. It's the I'm in third place in that league. It's just I don't have enough speed.
0: I got Waka. Here you go. In the FSGA, I got him in round 26 of a 14-teamer. I mean, so, so uh, Walker's my, he's probably, he's my best pitcher for, Damn, for that. that's price. crazy. <laughs> what? He's your best pitcher, really? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, for the price, oh, what for I'm the saying, price. you know, as far as this goes. No, is he my best pitcher? No, I've got fucking Luis Castillo. I've got Logan Gilbert, uh, Pablo Lopez, Chris Bassett. You know, Bassett's been meh. ivaldi uh, has been stable. Uh, you know, oh. Kopech has improved significantly. But here you go. So Waka,
1: oh. dude, right, go ahead. My did look, I, I thought my FSG league was horrible, so I have to win this league because um, I was trashing them on air when they brought me on. So in that league, Ivaldi round twenty-one, Eflin round twenty-five, Soler round twenty-seven.
0: Okay, that's. I mean, come on, man. Like, I, oh well, all right, here we go. FSGA fourteen teamers. Let's start at round twenty-one and give me your 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 picks at twenty-one. Where were you?
1: Twenty-one and
0: on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. Eval- we'll just, you know, I, I'll you give one. I'll give one. You give one. I'll give one. Evaldi
1: in twenty-one.
0: All right. Uh, Brendan Donovan at twenty-one for me. Yeah, so, okay. Kind, well, we both. Off. We, yeah, we. He's definitely cooled off, but. You can pick has it up. Great. Yeah, Iovaldi's been great. I got him actually. I took him in the 18th in that league. But all right. So I've got Donovan. You've got Evaldi at 21. At 22, I've got Friedel.
1: Uh, Hayden Wesneski.
0: Okay. 23.
1: Christian Bethencourt.
0: All right. Are you sitting down here, Adam? Yeah. Carlos Estevez.
1: Oh, man. I, I was so off on him. I didn't think he was going to keep the job.
0: That has been... Unbelievable. I have him yeah. and Camilo Doval as my closers in this league.
1: Yeah, I actually I have Romano, Fairbanks, Adam Will
0: Smith. Oh, Fairbanks just got activated today. I know. One.
1: I don't have him. I don't have him or Adam in the lineup for this week. <clears> Not ever. that
0: they're going to take Jason Adam out of the uh, out of the spot. They'll probably
1: split it at this point.
0: Fairbanks just cannot stay healthy though. No, he definitely cannot. Um. All right, twenty four. I took Will Benson. Uh, Michael Fulmer all right so we both kind of crapped the bed there 25 I took Reese McGuire Zach Efflin. oh that's a good one damn that's a good one 26 I took Walker Ronaldo Lopez all right I win uh 27 I took Clevenger Jorge Soler <laughs> you <easily laughs> crushed that one <laughs> um 28 who'd you take Trevor's
1: story and because I knew there was IL spots. So I'm like, let me draft and put him on IL. All
0: right. I took Joey Wendell just because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just I had no middle infield depth at all. At all. And he's got that, you know, nice little thing. 29? Uh, Nick Fortez, second catcher. All right. Nolan Gorman for me.
1: Yeah, he's been great. I mean, he's he's ice cold right now, but overall, he's like top five RBIs, I believe, in the NL.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's like, see, that's the thing, man. You you know, the, where we are in the standings and everything like that, that's, you know, it's it's about those late round picks hitting. It's about making sensible picks. Like, Will Benson, I think, can still pan out if, uh, if he, you know, hits a little better, gets on base a little bit more because he's got speed. And he can help me out with that round, but... Like I'm looking at some of these other, you know, late picks and yeah, there are a lot of, uh, there, there, there are more bad ones than there are oh good my ones. God. All yeah. I'm looking at the team, some of the teams next to me, like they didn't even hit on one late round pick. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at, here you go. Uh, right next to me in front of me was, uh, Anthony Perry and the software. Um, Yeah, I mean, Meadows, Joey Bart, Laureano, Bailey Ober, not bad. at. at No, Ober's been very
1: good. Yeah, Yeah.
0: excellent. He wasn't slated to make the
1: rotation to start, though.
0: Yeah, Dylan Dodd, Andy Rodriguez, Eduardo Escobar, Jose Siri, and Mike Soroka. Siri's not terrible. Oh, my
1: God. This... This one maybe had, (laughs) yeah, there are some horrendous picks and I get it. It's late. Um, but look, we both had like what, three to four guys that have really been big contributors. I mean, that's major. I mean, I got two, two stop top starting pitchers, Eovaldi and Eflin and Soler. I mean, that's 20 homers and two great starting pitchers, man. I mean, that's big that late. That's, that's the key. Um, having success obviously working the waiver wire too and clearly you have to have early picks that are the base of the offense Mm um yeah because my I'd say my first five rounds I guess I guess all of them are pretty good Acuna Devers Strider Albies Romano I did take O'Neal Cruz in round six
0: I have Acuna Lindor yeah Jazz Chisholm hurt Castillo Abreu at five Camila Doval at six. Yeah, I mean it's gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. miss on some picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I loved my Bryce Harper in the twelfth because he's way I, back and.
1: Yeah, I was off that. I I did not. I mean, he back way sooner than I thought.
0: Way sooner than anybody thought.
1: Yeah. So I, and in this format, because you have the unlimited ILs, it. Certainly made sense, but I usually he went in round eleven in mine, so I passed on him in round
0: eleven for Jeffrey Springs, which looked like it was going to be a good pick. Yeah, for like the first four or five starts, absolutely, and then, and then he's done. Yeah. All right. Well, so there we go. A little little check in on our fantasy teams. A little check in with uh, some waiver names for you guys to take a look at here uh i'll have more yeah.
1: make sure you check it out saturday morning fab article obviously there'll be things that happen between now and then so i'll, I'll have you updated and again if you've been reading the article all year you should have had ellie de la cruz early because i you put him in there LA, la cruz
0: early that's why i hate these fsga leagues because you can't fucking speculate on a guy like oh yeah two weeks down the road. i'm assuming
1: you had no enough didn't have enough fab to get him like me right
0: Oh yeah, nothing. I have anything close to to what it was. Yeah, he went for. Uh,
1: where is it? Oh, he went for seven hundred eight dollars. Oh, okay. He went for like five eighty something in mine. What was my bid? I think it was like four. No, no. no what did I go? I think I went three twenty two because I got about five something. So I put sixty seven on him. Uh, I went three twenty two.
0: He went <laughs> 708. So I, I don't
1: even think I was the runner up, right? No. Yeah, there was a there was a six hundred dollar bid, a five fifty, a four thirty-one, all ahead of me. So I knew I wasn't getting him. I didn't get him anywhere. I I fell five dollars short in the NFBC online championship. Oh, uh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, that's really hurts. That definitely hurts. And then in labor, um, I knew Mish had the most money. I'm like, he's definitely gonna get him, and he did.
0: Oh, Craig, Craig Mish, everybody shout out for Craig Mish. I haven't spoken to Mish in a while. I might have to just give Me him neither. a call I right after, after this show. pod. Just be like, yo, what's up, dude? We should call him right here from the pod. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? I don't even know. Am I able to do that? <laughs>
1: <Would>. <laughs> hey,
0: Craig, Howard Bender, Adam Rohn is here live on the live Cash on the podcast. podcast.
1: What's going on? We both haven't spoke to you in a while.
0: <laughs> How's life? Ah, uh, he's probably at like Hayes's baseball game right now or something. Yeah, the Marlins are off today, right? They are. They are indeed. So he's probably coaching his son's team uh, right now. But yeah, I got to give him a a, a little shout. Um, all right. Well, hey, maybe with uh, with with basketball done now, the NBA is done. Uh, Adam Ronas will obviously be working on his uh, NFL rankings. Uh, my rankings are up as part of the uh, the the fantasy football draft guide already. We'll get Adams in there as well. Andrew Cooper's rankings are up too. Uh, maybe we get you involved in some of the uh, the the best bet articles for uh, MLB, Adam. How about that? We can work on that. See, we can work on that. Wouldn't that be nice if somebody helped take a little something off of my plate? Yeesh! Yeesh! Doing so much, Adam, so much. All right, but that's gonna do it for us here on today's episode of Cash It. Again, Adam Adam Ronis article for Waiver Wire that's coming out on Saturday. It's a don't miss. It is free. Um, I highly recommend the All Pro subscription to Fantasy Alarm. It get you get the draft guide uh, if you want that for fantasy football. Uh, not to mention it just it gets you every sport, gets you uh, all your stuff. You know, I almost binked the GPP the other night, by the way. How about that one in uh, in MLB, of all things? Nice. Pretty crazy. I was like, I was, I was cruising and everything was great. I, I was like, I was like, my God, I got I, my hitters were all hitting uh, and I still had George Kirby and uh, and Joe Musgrove to go. And so, you know, you're like, wow, I got both fucking pitchers still to go and I'm sitting in this spot things kind of tightened up as the night went on. Musgrove wasn't great, but Kirby was fantastic. So I'm like looking through everything and I'm like, wow, this is great, this is great. I'm a couple of thousand. uh make me feel good. It was a twelve dollar entry fee and uh and then I turn around and I look and the fucking Phillies score seven runs in the eighth and ninth inning in that blowout game on Tuesday. That uh, that like five or six dudes who had like Philly stacks leapfrogged me, and uh, and pushed me down. I won 150 bucks. I mean, I twelve xed my money, which is great, but what could have been, Adam? What could have been?
1: That's how it is, unfortunately, man. Sometimes just that one game ruins things.
0: It did. It did. I mean, you know, listen, I have Castellanos. I've got Bryce Harper. I've got all these guys in my season long fantasy team. So I couldn't be too upset by it. But yeah, it was uh, a little stick in the craw there. But there you go, folks. Get all the MLB DFS stuff. I'll be on the playbook tomorrow, actually. uh, Well, Friday. So when you're listening to this, I'll have a playbook that'll probably already be up and posted uh, on the website. So you're not going to want to miss out on that at all. Again, fantasyalarm.com slash Howard. Promo code Howard gets you 50% off your first six months uh, of your subscription. It includes the draft guide. It will include the cheat sheet. Everything that comes in uh, with all of that. The All-Pro subscription is definitely the way to go. You can just buy the draft guide on its own if you want. So just go to fantasyalarm.com slash draft guide and that'll carry you through. So again, lots of stuff going on. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Benner. This has been the Cash Up Podcast. We'll catch you next time.